Welcome to Girlfriends Pray Podcast. We are a prayer ministry for women, and our mission is to draw women closer to God through prayer. To learn more about Girlfriends Pray, go to our website, www.girlfriendspray.org. Follow us on social media at Girlfriends Pray and join us for prayer every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 712-775-7031, access code 943334-POUND. We invite you to connect, support, or become a partner of Girlfriends Pray. Remember, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says to pray without ceasing. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Always an honor and a privilege to be able to come and share on First Friday with Girlfriends Pray. Always excited to have the opportunity to share devotional with you um, and, and an opportunity to feed our faith and continue to grow in the things of God. I do want to look at a passage of Scripture found in uh, Mark, the first chapter. Mark, the first chapter. Um, My focus is really the 35th verse, but I want to start reading at 32. Mark, the first chapter, verse 32, says, That evening after sunset, people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door. Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Verse 35, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, went to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and they found him. They exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages. Stop right there. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, went to a solitary place where he prayed. And here comes Simon and his companions, went to look for him. They found him. Jesus couldn't even pray and, and, and enjoy this solitude. They said, come on, everybody is looking for you. Jesus says, man, let us go somewhere else. They went to the nearby villages. Real quick, uh, this devotion is based off a situation that took place here in Indianapolis just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, It was during a Saturday night preseason football game where the Indianapolis Colts were facing the Chicago Bears. Um, And in the middle of the game, the journalists released um, some information relating to uh, the quarterback of the Indianapolis the then quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts, Andrew Luck, that it was during this game while he was on the sideline, a journalist released that Andrew Luck had planned to retire. So now Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts were going to make the official announcement uh, the day after that Sunday, but somehow it leaked to the journalist. He leaks it and puts it on uh, Twitter, and it began to spread like wildfire that he was going to retire. <clears throat> Indianapolis Colts fans were <laughs> upset. They were sad. Uh, they started booing Andrew Luck, and I think it was simply out of emotion. And although he did not 
planned on taking the podium that night. He had no other choice but to take the podium and begin to explain the nature of his retirement. And just to give you a little background, Andrew Luck, he's the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, been in the league, uh, drafted in 2012, I believe, been in the league for seven years, but it's been seven years played with injury. It's been seven years. And he's had some wonderful, some phenomenal seasons, but he's also had a lot of injuries. He was injured in the 2017 season, set out the entire season, came back last year, won comeback player of the year, had an outstanding year, and everybody was highly anticipating having a successful year this year. But due to some ongoing nagging injuries, Andrew Lutz, decided to retire. And everybody felt some type of way. People have been talking about it. It seemed abrupt. People who have been mad, people have been upset. Uh, I mean, it's been the, the range of emotions has been all over the place. And this is what I had to say, because I definitely want to weigh in the topic. I was not mad at all. And he didn't owe me an explanation. I don't believe he owed anybody an explanation. And this is what I had to say. But I'm, not, I'm definitely not mad at Andrew Luck, because people only care about your ability to perform publicly and not the personal problems you face privately. I'm going to say that again. People only care about your ability to perform publicly and not the personal problems you face privately. I'm going to say it one more time because there are some people who are some great performers. You are performers on your job and performers for your family and performers for your ministry. And this is what you have to understand, that, yes, people will only care about your ability to perform publicly, and they won't give a thought or care about the problems you face personally. Here this man is plagued with injuries, constant pain. He had to wrestle and battle with injuries. And one thing that he said in his press conference, he said the injury he sustained a few years ago, he alluded to the fact that it put him in a very dark space, that it put him in a very dark place. And he said this year, this season, he found himself going back into that darkness. Ah, and this is what's very important, that sometimes you can get so caught up performing for other people that sometimes you can get so caught up quarterbacking for other people that you do it to the neglect of yourself. That sometimes you can be so busy trying to climb a corporate ladder of success, and you're putting all your time, your energy, your efforts into making this organization or this company rise to the top, but you do it at the detriment of your own physical, mental, and emotional health. That sometimes you can pour your heart, your soul, your blood, everything you have into the ministry, but you do so at the detriment of your own mental, emotional, and physical well-being. And this is the lesson that I learned from Andrew Luck. He decided to retire despite the fact of the effect that it would have on his team, this, that, and the other. This is what he does, and this is the quote I want you to walk away with, that you have to learn how to choose you before you lose you. He understood that there was life after football. He made a decision that was going to benefit him, 
family. He learned how to choose you before you lose you. I'm going to say it again. Somebody needs to say it a third time. You got to learn how to choose you before you lose you. This is so very important, and this goes uh, it may seem like it goes against everything you learn and everything you talk, because it seems we pull a good line as leaders and faith seekers and Christian community on the topic of self-sacrifice and selflessness and extending beyond the bounds of our own natural ability so that God can work mightily through us. But rare it seems that we ever talk about the care of self that while we're eager to, to talk about becoming something more, more loving, more giving, more serving, more faithful, it is rare that we talk about the physicality of a body form which all of the loving, giving, serving, and faithfulness comes, or do we ever talk about our limits of care? And there's, we have to get to a point, y'all. We have to get to a point, ladies. We have to get to a point, gentlemen, that we choose you before you lose you. This is the thing that I've come to know and understand, that self-care is not selfish, that soul care is critical to your survival, that we have to get to the point to where we practice solitude. We have to get to the point to where we can withdraw from the crowd. We have to get to the point where we can plug in with God. Well, we can allow him to replenish us and refuel us and help us to refocus. We have to get to the point to where you take care of yourself. Understand that you cannot pour from an empty cup. I've heard that saying before, and it is so true, that if you cannot pour from an empty cup, that if you are not good to yourself, you won't be good to anybody else that I'm reminded of. When you get on an airplane, a lot of people on here may have traveled, and they go through the speech before the plane takes off. <clears throat> and as you've heard it probably a thousand times and probably have failed to even see the significance of a portion of the speech. They said in case of emergency, your air mask will drop down. What do they say? They always say secure yours first then help the person that is sitting next to you. Why do they say that? Because if you don't take care of yourself first, then you will not be able to help the person that's next to you. And somebody needs to get this in your spirit as it relates to your life because you are trying to you have been trying to put on other people's masks to help them breathe when you gasping for air yourself. You've been trying to put other people in a position to keep them alive. When, when you want life support yourself, you have to get to the place to where you choose you before you lose you. Pastor Duncan, what does that have to do with the text? It's in Mark, first chapter, verse 35, that after a very tiring day, Jesus healing people, preaching all of this stuff, the Bible says that he got up the next day. He went to a solitary place where he prayed. Do you remember when Jesus healed the woman with the issue of blood and he said, who touched me? For I perceive that virtue has left out of my body. That Jesus understood that every time that there was a healing, every time that he reached out, every time that he healed somebody, that he would leave virtue, that he would lose virtue, strength, 
power would flow out of his body. Now, imagine a whole day where Jesus is healing everybody. He had to be depleted. He had to be exhausted. He had to be tired. And after getting some rest, he went to a solitary place where he prayed. He went to a solitary. He practiced self-care. He practiced soul care. He said, this bud's for me. He says, I've been helping everybody else. It's my time. It's my opportunity to reconnect to replenish, to refuel, to refocus, he goes to a solitary place where he prays. You have to make sure you get yourself in a position. You can't pour from an empty cup. But when you're pouring into everybody, when you're healing everybody, when you're ministering to everybody, when you're quarterbacking to everybody, when you're doing for everybody else, you have to make sure that you put your hip slips and fingertips in a place where you can practice some self-care. And I know it go against your ideology. It go against your mindset. It goes against everything you taught. It goes against everything that you believe because you work hard, play hard. You got to grind. You know, you got to you go in early and stay late, and I ain't mad at you. I'm with you, but I'm trying to help you before you get injured, before you break down, before you shut down, before you lose your mind, you have to put yourself in a position where you practice solitude. You have to put yourself in a position where you can disassociate yourself from the crowds, where you can retreat from the noise, where you can get yourself in a position where you can be good to you. Because if you are not good to you, you won't be good for anybody else. And even in the even in the midst of that, here comes disciples. Jesus, where you at, man? They looking for you. Jesus says, "Look, man, we gonna go to another town. I got some other stuff to do." And look, I promise you, they will be all right. If you don't think the ministry can survive without you, if you don't think the organization can run without you. If you don't think that nothing can happen without you, and I say this sarcastically, but it's the truth, watch this, just die. Because if you die, I promise you it's not going to crumble. I promise you it's not going to come to an end. They're going to keep on rolling. The company is going to keep, they're going to replace you, the ministry, they're going to mourn you, they're going to send you some flowers, they're going to send you a nice little acknowledgement, and they're going to get somebody else in to do what you were doing. They are going to keep on going. It's not going to fall apart. It's not going to come to an end. I promise you the family will be able to stay intact and be, be able to survive a weekend without you. If you decide to retreat and go to a solitary place and practice your self-care, uh, and if you're that concerned, then you need to structure you need to you need to work on the structure so that it can hold up in your absence. I want to talk to you today, beloved. It is so important, beloved, that you put yourself in a position. It's so important, beloved, that you choose you before you lose you. I don't want you to lose your mind. I don't want you to lose. I don't want you to go crazy. I don't want you to have a breakdown. I don't want you your body to break. Some of you, your bodies are breaking down. 
You're wondering what's going on. You're having illnesses. You're having migraines. Some of you don't know. There's so much tension in your body. There is so much going It's breaking down because you are failing to choose you. Although some of you are just snappy and you're angry, you're very emotional, and you're, going, you're lashing out at people. Why? Because you need a 20-second timeout. You need a weekend getaway. You need some solitude. You need to, and you've been going into the bathroom for 20 minutes when you get home from work. Look, that, that's good, but it's not good enough. You have to put yourself in a position where you practice self-care. You have to put yourself in a position where you're practicing soul care. You have to put yourself in a position where you can choose you before you lose you. Look, I hope you got it in your heart. I hope you got it in your mind. I hope you got it in your spirit. But here the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, he teaches us a very, very valuable lesson. Jesus Christ himself teaches us a very, very valuable lesson. Remember, people will only care about your ability to perform publicly, and they won't care about the problems, the personal problems you face privately. And if you're going to get yourself in a position where you're going to be healthy mentally and emotionally and physically, you have to do something that's going to empower you. You have to choose you before you lose you. I believe in the word being portable and practical. This has to be more than just the word that you receive in your heart and your mind and your spirit on today. So I want you to be intentional even on today about self-care. I want you to be intentional even on today about soul care, that I would love for you to even get out a pad or something and begin to map out a plan for your day, a plan for your week, a plan for this upcoming month of how you will intentionally choose you. That it is so very important. You've got to put it in practice. It can't be you just listening to these words, hanging up, and going back to the same recklessness that you've been exposing yourself to all your life. No. Make it portable. Make it practical. Sit down devise a plan that is going to bring some peace in your life. Make sure that you sit down, that you are intentional about choosing you before you lose you. Father God, we thank you for this day, this opportunity to be able to come before your presence, Lord. We thank you for this forum of girlfriends praying, giving us the opportunity to connect all over the world. Father God, thank you for the connection that you've given us, for the vision from the from the, the, the pastor of Girlfriends Pray, the founder, D. Marshall, who has brought all of us together in an effort, Father God, to just touch and agree and to connect with one another. Lord, we're so grateful and thankful unto you. We bless your name. We worship you on today. We magnify you. We glorify you, for there is none like you in all of the earth. You are God, and besides you, there is none other. Lord, forgive us for our sins, flaws, faults, shortcomings, things we've done, said, and thought that have not been pleasing in your sight. We know that we've fallen short of the glory of God, and we thank you that you said in your word that you are, if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just 
to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God, we pray that you will continue to cleanse us, that you will wash us and make us white as snow, that you will make us whole, that you will continue to conform us into the image of your Son, Jesus Christ. Father God, we pause for the calls and intercede right now for everybody that is on this call. Search their hearts, their minds, see what they stand in the need of, and supply it according to your riches and glory. Father God, not only do we intercede for the individuals, but we intercede for this prayer ministry that we will continue to be able to connect brothers and sisters in Christ together, that we will continue to be able to fight the good fight of faith, that we will continue to be able to tear down strongholds, destroy yokes and break every chain of bondage that exists in the life of your people. Lord, I pray that this prayer line will continue to be a lifeline to everybody across this world. Lord, we won't stop until we continue to strive for the goal of one million people connected together around the world in prayer. Father God, we intercede for our brothers and our sisters who are in need. Lord, we intercede for this country. We intercede for this nation. We intercede for the Bahamas, Lord. We intercede right now uh, for Florida. Father God, we intercede right now for the country as a whole, not another mass shooting. Father God, we intercede right now, Father God, for the men, the women, and the children. We intercede for the babies locked in cages at the border. Father God, we are calling upon your name right now. If we ever needed you, we need you right now. Father God, I pray that you will strengthen us and empower us to be the light and the salt that you desire for us to be. Help us to be the ambassadors of Christ that you have called us to be, to go forward and to be your representatives in the earth realm. Father God, everywhere we walk, I pray that you will allow our light to shine, that people may see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. Father God, I pray that you will help us to be the salt of the earth that will season, Father God, everywhere that we go. Lord, help us to witness and to evangelize and to win, to win men and women to you. You said that if you would be lifted up, you would draw all men unto to you. Father God, I believe that Jesus Christ is the remedy to the evil that is in this world. Help us, Father God, to allow our light to shine. Father God, help us to draw men and women unto you. And Father God, I pray that you will begin to change the hearts of men, that you will begin to mend the hearts of men, that you will begin to heal the hearts of men. Father God, I pray that you will allow the light and the love of to drive out the darkness and the evilness that exists within the hearts of men. Empower your people now. And Father God, we thank you for the devotional lesson on today, that we have to learn how to choose you before you lose you. Father God, I pray that that sinks into the hearts and the minds of everybody on this call. I pray that the word will become flesh. Father God, I pray right now, I touch and agree, I come against mental breakdowns. I come against emotional breakdowns. I come against body illnesses and physical breakdowns. Father God, I pray that this word become 
blessed, Father God. I pray that we begin to practice solitude and self-care and soul care. I pray that you send a refreshing. I pray that you send uh, an anointing into the hearts and the minds and the lives of your people. Father God, I pray I come against breakdowns. I come against nervous breakdowns. Father God, I come against, Father God, the individuals who have been torn from an empty cup. I pray that you fill them to the point of overflow. In the mighty name of Jesus, have your way. Lord, we're leaning and depending on you. We thank you in advance for what you are going to do. And it is in the mighty, the marvelous, the matchless, the miracle-working, magnificent name of Jesus Christ we do pray. And all the children of God said, amen, amen. Hey there, greatness. Have you heard? Girlfriends Pray is heading to Phoenix, Arizona on Saturday, October 5th. Meet us there by train, plane, or automobile to chat and chew and make it a girls' trip weekend. Also, as a special treat, indulge yourself with one of the optional spa treatments. Please visit our website, www. Dot girlfriendspray.org and click on the chat and chew banner to get your ticket today.